Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Would you call me oblivious, stuck in my time, not really knowing where I met most of my
Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Gabrielle Grace with Are You Feeling Good? Hi, Carl, Greg, and Grace. How are you all doing hey. today? Hello. Hello, Carl. <laughs> Hello, uh, Greg, right? Yeah, Greg. Nicole and <laughs> who's Grace? <laughs> well, who's Grace? That's a great question. We'll talk, well, we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about Grace later, but as far as that song, Gabrielle, yeah, that I always, I, I've I always love loved it. Gabrielle. You know, I like about that song a lot. I like the um, the slow kind of flow of it, right? It's slow I, groove, know, man. I dug um, it. It sounded, it reminded me of a '70s singer-songwriter record because of two things: the telling fact of. Of super simple drum track, I love the little brush and the right. the sample of the brush on the snare at the beginning, and then the strings. Man, she's like, like got strings front and center. I, I think it's a really really cool sounding record. We love Gabrielle Grace. We've had her on yep. the podcast like three times now. Yay. We're always very grateful that she's willing to come on and uh, allow us to showcase yeah. her music. But like. The simplicity of what she always does and how she turns it into something that is like it feels like it's more than that. And her vocals are just always crystal clear. I love that about her. She's a very uh, kind of a throwback production quality to it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, those records that were made, you know, Bread and the singer songwriters of the 70s, Gordon Lightfoot. Those Mm -hmm. records are iconic for a reason because they're simple and they evoke a lot of emotion and it's like i I think it's i think that's really great i'm gonna listen to it again (laughs) cat stevens as soon as we're done cat stevens cat stevens is another yeah so this is obviously her single are you feeling good but this is one of 10 songs that she put out on her latest debut album called there are two sides to everything that came out on june 15th so greg you have to go listen to all the songs now I will be streaming that. We have another one later we're going to play. We do have another one later, but I just want to let Greg know that there's 10 new songs waiting for him. Yeah, I wasn't uh, aware that she had an album release. That's great. Hey, wouldn't it be great if I could go buy it somewhere? You probably could. She's one of those where she's I hate probably this music got business thing. You prob- <laughs> she has a vinyl out there somewhere. Grace is always one of those where she's got something that you can buy. So yeah, wouldn't it be great if I could put money in the hands of the creator? Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't. You'd put money in the hands of Walmart, and she'd get like <laughs> she'd get like thirty cents. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, who is this Grace? Right. Why, why is this Grace person on our podcast? Who's so <laughs> who is this Grace? So today we have a fourth member who's gonna be with us for the first part of the podcast grace who is our summer outreach intern grace is from uh well she's went to college at saint rose in upstate new york she is finishing out her time there and will graduate when she completes her summer internship with us so grace welcome and give us a little bit more of an introduction about yourself and yeah hi yeah so i um I'm a music industry major at the College of St. Rose. Throughout my time at the school, I've been heavily involved with our on-campus record label. I was in the publishing department, and um, this podcast seemed like a really exciting opportunity for my internship, so I'm happy to be here. What made you well, you're, most you're interested in... <laughs> I was going to say, what made you most interested in wanting to intern with our podcast? <laughs> well, I just, uh, I really wanted to just get my foot in the door and in the... Um, music industry the bit particularly the business side of things i really enjoy this the whole the whole outreach thing you know connecting with people in the industry and 
I'm just curious yeah. about, you know, what are they teaching nowadays in college about the wrecking industry? It's like, it's a completely different industry than when we were young. Than we, like, you know, back in the 70s when we were doing it. So tell me about what you think it is. Because <laughs> we don't even know anymore. Yeah, is, well. the, is, the coin, is the coin of the realm streaming? They're teaching that that's how you will make money is making your music available via stream? Streaming is primarily the primary source of revenue in terms of right. music recordings being released. Um, but, you know, there there are still other means of music distribution that, you know, there will always be, you know, vinyls making a comeback. I guess, you know, CDs do exist, but, you know, they're not quite as popular as they were, say, 15 years ago. But yeah, yeah, streaming is... Um, this is one of the things that we do talk about in um, in my program, sort of how streaming is definitely at the forefront of things. And and you uh, and you said there's a label involved with the music program, so tell us about that. Yeah, so we have our own um, record label on campus. It's sort of mostly student run, but we do have you know f- faculty involved. There's lots of different branches in the in the label i'm i'm in publishing and or i was in publishing and the pr department but we also have the technology and production branch we have songwriting and um we have our own artists that are students from from the school so do you actually release fine. release product i actually have releases out and yeah yeah so we do actually release music under the label which has been really cool well, what's the label tell us what's it oh yeah sorry it's um it's called rose record label group we do we do have our own website as well oh, so cool. do yeah. the artists own their own i take it the artists own their own masters i believe so they're there's a legal department and there's contracts involved, of wow. course. Um, wow. So, yeah. That's yes. cool. Yeah. I mean, the idea that, I mean, I come from a, actually, in the dark ages, I actually, my bachelor's degree is in recording industry management. It came from uh, Middle Tennessee State University, which was kind of adjunct to the music industry in Nashville. Everybody did their internships there. And we had the facilities to record and Everybody produced a lot of music over the course of their four-year term. Oh wow! Uh, but we never we never had a label. We had a what was called a, a, an association that everybody kind of acted as a collective. Because yeah, back then, Greg, you couldn't have a label. Because nowadays, they can have a label and everything up on Spotify and streaming. Yeah, back, yeah, back, back then, then they would know, have to manufacture like, product. Yeah, well, yeah. Back then, to, you guys had the radio stations you were involved with, so. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, you, you and radio to this day is still kind of a label game, right? So, and just uh, and just something. to clarify for the audience, back then we're re- referring to nineteen fifteen, nineteen twenty. I thought thought it was eighteen ninety three yeah. that we were referring 1895. to. Eighteen ninety five. Post World War One. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Um. So. <laughs> Grace is our outreach intern, and she has been great so far. Her main responsibilities include researching music supervisors for the sync side that we are kind of doing with the catalog of artists that we have. And then she also is now starting to do some artist outreach for us. And she's found a couple that are going to be featured on the podcast once they sign the agreement and everything. So, Grace, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you've been liking the internship so far and how you've seen what you're doing, maybe some of the applicable 
applicable stuff from the courses that you've taken. Before you say anything, Grace, just know the reason why you're here is just to pontificate on how wonderful we are. <laughs> so just make, keep that in mind of course, of course. when you say yeah. anything. So go ahead. <laughs> we have very fragile egos. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, so um, this internship has been definitely quite a learning experience for me. I mean, I will be 100% honest. I didn't even really know what a music supervisor was. It wasn't something that I remember talking about in my program. So, you know, first of all, learning who I'm even reaching out to. And really, you know. so that so right off the bat, you know, if you're if you have a radio station, a record, as far as like you know, revenue streams, streaming one, but licensing music is probably the number two, if not even the number one, way to break an artist these days. So I'm surprised you haven't heard that, that term. You know what though, I I am I am thrilled to hear that, and I'll tell you why because uh, as as Nicole will tell you, I meet this uh, this whole internship thing with a certain amount of trepidation and I'll tell you why I come from an industry where the music industry typically will abuse interns and take advantage of the idea that they don't have to be paid in order to get a lot of work done that people mm -hmm. that are being paid should have done three months ago you know uh -huh. so to hear you say I actually learned a lot in the process is really good for I think good for all of us because that's what this is about. This is about learning. We're in a position where we've been in the business 40 plus years, but the the reality of it is that you, in order to stay relevant, you have to learn every single day. Absolutely, yeah. So why a uh, career in the music industry? What, 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 what appealed to you about that? Well, I just, you know, even though creating my own music in terms of writing is not my strong suit. I'm still, you know, very passionate about music. I, you know, grew up in a musical family and it's just kind of always been a huge part in my life. So I wanted to work with it. So you, you, you've you read about the music industry, how it's a different industry than it was back in this heyday, correct? You know right, about that? Yes. So, so do you have hope for it? Do you have any, are you optimistic about the industry today or, or just a different animal and just you're approaching it from that aspect well I de yeah I definitely have hope for it I you know I I think in certain aspects the music industry is better off now than it was 50 plus years ago because it's more inclusive first of all and you know back in the 50s a lot of you know black artists weren't even given a proper platform and today it's and just anyone can really release music right now and there's nothing really that can hold them back or the only thing really stopping them is the monetary aspect of it so that's right yeah so we brought you on one to give an introduction to you and uh, talk about what you're doing behind the scenes for us which has been fantastic work but we also wanted to give you the opportunity to ask us questions about the podcast and possibly what you would like to learn um, from maybe a industry standpoint that they haven't taught you in school yet. Yeah, um, so I guess I'm sure you guys have already answered this question on this podcast before, but I, I'm curious what inspired you guys to create this, you know, sort of where did, where did all this, um, where did this podcast come from in, in your guys' um, minds, basically? <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you normally, Greg, you normally take this one. I didn't have a choice in it. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it really kind of happened as a brainchild for what was supposed to be what they cleverly call a use case study on can we put a document in front of artists that would allow us to feature 
the music they've created and we would be free and clear to license it for the use in podcasting. So that was the premise. Can we do this effectively? Can we do this so that everybody's comfortable? The artist is comfortable. The podcast production is comfortable. And then the people that own the platforms would enable the podcast to continue to play the music inside the podcast. And so we found that it was a workable scenario and it was a, a, a good, solid opportunity to feature music inside podcasts. We decided that we would continue to do the podcast solely based on the idea that the secondary reason that we wanted to do it was we wanted to provide some exposure for uh, independent artists. And so we've kept that up, and every once in a while we'll say something about the music business. Well, and I think, too, we've surpassed what we originally said we were going to do because, I mean, in the beginning we we all were like, oh, is this going to work? Like, are artists actually going to sign this? And now we've got Correct. artists finding us on Google, like, wanting to sign it. So, Oh, wow. We did it for the fame and fortune. That's what we did it for. <laughs> Do you have another question? Do you have a follow-up question? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so the other question I had uh, I was, I had for Greg, because I, I read on the website that you've been very involved in the sort of music publishing and licensing, et cetera, right. area of the industries. Right. Uh, and I, as I mentioned earlier, I was a part of the publishing department and Rose Record Label Group. So I guess my question for you is, first, uh, how did you start out in this business? And do you have any advice for anyone trying to get their foot in the door? I started out in a very, very uh, kind of unsexy department inside a performing rights organization. So the way a performing rights organization works, you go out and you sell licenses to people that may be using the music that you represent. Then you take that money and you allocate it back out to the writers and publishers you represent. I started out telephoning radio stations that had not paid their bills. And Mm -hmm. that's effectively how I began my career in the music industry, actually as a collector for radio stations that had not paid the exorbitant fees they're required to pay. I went on to work more creatively with writers and publishers and you know that was really the thing that excited me but I guess the point is Grace there are a lot of mundane jobs and activities and positions inside the music industry that nobody's willing to do initially but that's the way in. Do something that ain't so sure. sexy and you'll be and you'll be on the road, right? Awesome. I have a question for you. Yes. Name a couple of artists that you listen to to this day that you picked up from your parents. My parents? Yeah. Okay. Um, Carol King is a big one. Excellent. Well, I would say Elton John, but everyone knows who Elton John is. I would have <laughs> figured that out eventually. But your parents are Elton um, John fans? The early records? That's that's a very cool uh, thing to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Cat Stevens, yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, I like I, I like some of his his stuff too, yeah. for sure. So that's uh, that's cool that you were influenced by some really great singer songwriter artists from the seventies. That's cool. 
you were mentioning earlier, it's so inclusive, the industry is inclusive now, but that presents a problem too, because there are 9 million recordings every six months that are kind of, that kind of flow into the marketplace. So no one can get discovered. There's no discovery whatsoever. You have to understand how to be discovered. Sure. Absolutely. 40 years ago, you got discovered by a record label and then they did the work. Now there are mm-hmm. no discoveries associated with the record. Because nobody level. cares. Because nobody well, buys anything. Because nothing well, special. That's true. <laughs> but the labels are taking millions and hundreds of millions of dollars out of the streaming industry. So there's money they're there. They're making money, but they're not giving it to the artists, and they're not developing new correct. artists, and they're not mm-hmm. developing yeah. careers anymore. That, that is a major problem. Yeah, that's correct. All right. Well, I think. We are going to say goodbye to Grace. She's because, had enough of us. Well, no, I was going to say, we actually, we still have a whole artist that is speaking with us too. And we have a whole nother single and we've already spoken Grace's ear off for the last almost 30 right. minutes. Well, so. thank you. Thank you so much for helping us, Grace. Yes. Yeah, we, thank you, Grace. We appreciate everything that you do. And when you get off, you'll also see that we got our first response from Music Supervisor. So what you're doing is starting to work. So thank you so much, Grace, Great. for being awesome. on this episode and also for helping us out over the summer you, and doing Grace. outreach. We're our applause, uh, <laughs> Carl. There we go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Grace, for joining us. As a parting gift, we give you what do we give her? Nothing, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, You're girls. welcome. Bye, y'all. All right. So we are going to regroup right now and we are going to listen to Gabrielle Grace's next single, which is I Wish I Could Tell You. Um, but before we do that, we're going to, you know, promote ourselves a little bit because 9420 is going to sponsor the 9420 podcast. This episode is sponsored by the 9420 podcast. That's right. We are sponsoring ourselves this week and encouraging you all to listen to the over 100 episodes we currently have in our rotation. Each episode features a new independent music artist who's looking to make it in this industry. For more information, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the number is 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Would you believe it? Already out of time It's taking way too long It's always on my mind I couldn't see it It was right in front of my eyes I've taken way too long I'm running out of If there was an option, would I let you in? Why'd it have to end before it could begin? If there was a moment, would you admit? I wish I could tell you
love the very cool vibe, huh? I know. Big fan, big fan, big fan. That fade reminded me of something. Da, 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 da. I don't know it, the groove. It. It's like, like, and it could have went on even longer. I just liked it, you know. I was actually surprised. Like I what like you know how sometimes like you can get bored. Like I was just jamming, and I realized I was like, this is like a three minute long song. This is great. <laughs> so we've we've had an interesting episode so far. Is there anything that anyone wants to talk about this week before we talk to Gabrielle? Yeah, let's get right. No, to, let's get right let's to Gabrielle. Right. We, we babbled <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. So we asked Gabrielle our questions of the week. first question that we asked her is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hey, this is Gabrielle Grace. Um, I'm originally from Southeast Texas, uh, from a small town called Bridge City, Texas. Um, currently living in Nashville, and I consider myself a folk, pop, indie, singer-songwriter, all those things, uh, kind of artist. Um, I released an EP called We'll Be Alright in 2021. And um, I'm releasing my debut album June 15th. Uh, it's called There Are Two Sides to Everything. And I hope you listen. Uh, but that's a little little snippet about me. So the funny part is I went back to her episodes that we featured her on. We right. actually never asked her questions. So this is the first time she's ever answered them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, because that changed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the format changed. Format, right? Yeah, right. but I, I'm excited. I remember we got to feature her other EP back in 2021, and that had great music. So I can't wait to hear what the other eight songs on her debut album sound like, just knowing that these two are fantastic. So then what else yeah. did we ask Gabrielle? So we asked her, what other music artists have influenced your career so far? I'd say uh, some of my musical influences are... People like Ken Yates, I discovered him last year. He's an awesome singer-songwriter and just, man, his record that he put out last year is insane. Um, Chris Martin from Coldplay, I love how genuine his lyrics are, um, his melodies, everything that he does. Um, Maggie Rogers as kind of a more pop influence. I think everything that she's doing sonically is incredible, and then... Um, we're friends through social media, but not friends in real life. But uh, his name is Medium Build, um, and he's an incredible artist that I've been really um, inspired by lately. So, yeah. Didn't Gabrielle, did she join us for like a, we had like a podcast? No. So she joined us when when a podcast movement went virtual right, in 2020. Right, right. She was the right. artist that we had beside us when we were being featured by podcast music. So. It's it's surprising she's on again yeah. after that debacle. Yeah. It's a long-standing mutual relationship where she knows that we love her and we'll feature anything that she has. So, what's what's the last question? So the last question that we asked her is, what is one service not offered right now in the music industry that indie music artists need? I'm not sure what uh, service there could be for indie musicians right now, but I think if there's any way to make it more of more sustainable for artists and especially indie artists to make income um, through streaming or whatever platforms. Um, I think that would be amazing. She's not wrong. 
She's not wrong. And I remember... Um, That's a good word. Sustainable. sustainable is a good word. Yeah. But she's yeah. one, too. I had a conversation with her probably two years ago at this point, because it was after the podcast movement debacle. Because <laughs> um, we do. We love her. And we always want to try and help her as much as we can. I asked her what one of her goals was. And she really wants to be a true indie artist. She has no real desire to like get signed by a label. She wants to make this like her way the entire way. And I think like she's got a good head on her shoulders to understand that there isn't a whole lot of ways for any music artist really to make it right now because of how much they get paid, which is nothing, and how many other opportunities they had because COVID kind of shut the door on a lot of the touring stuff. So, And if it were more equitable, if, you know, if the major music publishers that have billions of dollars, if they didn't need to get all of the millions and hundreds of millions of dollars of royalties that are quotes lost inside the system if they didn't need to game the system in that way i think it's completely doable that a million artists make 30 or 40 thousand dollars a year for the next 10 years you know what's really sad too I had notes for this episode. I had a plethora of topics, and we don't even have the time to talk about them. <laughs> well, well, we'll do it next week, right? We will. They'll be around next week, we, right? Uh, yeah, my, my radio one will definitely be around next week. But I don't know, Carl, if you saw that your guy, Louis Capaldi, the one that you turned us on to, he is actually taking an indefinite break from music because he had a really severe problem with his Tourette's at one of his concerts over the weekend and realized wow. that he just needed to seek a lot more help for it because apparently it was out of control. He told a bunch of people they were assholes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, welcome that, to the music business. That, that's sad because he did have talent, but I, I think that it just goes to show like sometimes the pressure can, you know, yeah, but you exasperate know things How that maybe need to be taken care of. He might be back in a month. Yeah, Come on, you they, never know. They, they, they make these pronouncements and everything, and it's all pressed, and then he's back next week. Yep. And then I do have to give a little bit of a shout out. Our other intern, Maggie, who is in charge of our social media right now. Are we going to talk to her ever? We're, we are going to talk to her in July. She's going to come on and talk about all the fun things that she's been doing for us. She uh, introduced me to Talia, who is part of 1824, which is Universal's Creative Services Division. And we are now strategic partners of theirs, where we are invited to their press conferences for more of their alternative record labels that they do. So yesterday was the first press conference we were able to kind of sit in on for Lauren Spencer Smith and her debut album, Mirror, that comes out on July 14th. So it was interesting to be able to be a part of it and see what could come from that for 9420 and how we can get more exposure and also be exposed to other different artists. So just needed to do a little bit of shout out there. Very cool. It'll be fascinating to see if So you're telling me we're actually kind of doing something? We, we actually are doing something. Because me, me and Greg aren't doing anything. So it's like no. You, you, and the, you and the interns. Yeah, I think that's right. Wasn't even Nicole and the interns. We'd still Nicole's be moving on. If it wasn't for the cold of the interns, we'd still be like at Bongo Java just talking. You know what's funny? Nicole and the interns could be a really good opening act for Wombat Zombies and the Boogaloo Bicycle Benders. Nicole and the interns. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there you go. We got it. We're with our own little group here. We are. All right. Once again, uh, give Grace our thanks. I, I appreciate all the work she's doing. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's time for us to get on out of this episode. Let's get out of this episode. There you go. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the number is 94 and the letter is T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.